Hi, I'm Daniel Hill from DanielHillMedia.com. Welcome to my Instagram podcast, The Instagram Stories, where I interview experts on the platform and give guidance to those who are just starting out. I teach individuals and small business owners how to use Instagram and get the most out of the platform. If you're new to Instagram or you want to get the latest tips and tricks, sign up to get my free Instagram growth hacking guide at danielhillmedia.com. If you want one-on-one training or to have me speak at your next event, go to danielhillmedia.com to book a free 15-minute session with me. And if you'd like to be on the podcast or know someone who does, go to danielhillmedia.com slash contact to give me the information. Thank you so much for listening, and here's today's show. Today on the podcast, I have Kiate Lewis from Deadbolt Photos. Kiate, welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate being here. This is my first podcast I've ever been on. I'm super excited to have you on for a couple of different reasons, but um, you know, my wife and I have been following you as a photographer on Instagram for a long time, and I saw you at the train station the other day, and even though we've never met, I was just like, wait, you're Deadbolt Photos. I have to ask you questions. <laughs> so uh, sorry for putting you off probably right away from the start. It's funny. Um, that actually happens to me fairly often now, and it's... Uh... It's an it's nice, um, and it's nice to feel like people uh, like my work and they're excited when they meet me. But it's also a little strange because for a long time I felt like I was just doing this and no one cared. So then I got to a certain point where all of a sudden a lot of people started caring, and I meet people all the time at random places and they're super excited. And it's it's always takes me back a little bit, but uh, at the same time like I'm very appreciative of it. So that's never an issue. And sometimes I'll after something, someone will be like, oh, I saw you shooting and I wanted to say hi, but I felt weird or I felt like I'd be bothering you. And I was like, no, you know, come say hi. If you want to say hi, if you want to take a picture, take a picture. Like I'm just a normal guy just doing work, you know? So I, I sort of understand that. But I think for me, the moment where I really became a fan is when I saw you take a picture of an artist I really admire and the picture came out phenomenally. And I thought, oh, this, this this guy now I'm a fan. you know what I mean it, it's yeah. almost like when you see a picture of someone you you really invested in that's when you become a, a fan. I definitely understand that and I get that a lot of the reasons people care about what I'm doing is because I'm interacting and I'm shooting you know most of the time music which is something that people are very passionate about. Yeah, absolutely. So certain you know there's certain bands that I work with a lot and every time I'm at one of their shows or I'm shooting there's always going to be a million people that are just super excited that I'm there taking pictures because later on they'll be able to see the pictures from the show that they were at. So I definitely understand that. Which is better because no matter how good of a spot you have, you know, if you're using your phone or whatever, it's never going to come out great. And when you see a picture that you took, you know, and you're, you're right underneath um, Chris Martin or, you know, you're right underneath somebody in a really great angle, you think, well, that's going to come out a million times better than I, I'll just look at his pictures later, you know, and that's, you, then you can enjoy the moment a little bit more. I wish people would do more of that, to be honest with you. <laughs> Because, you know, I go – I don't even know how many shows I go to a year, um, at least at least 100 plus. You know, uh, it's a lot. And every show I'm at, I see a million people, and the whole time they're at the show, they're on their phone, and they're taking photos, and they're taking videos, and they're watching the show that they paid money for through a little screen. Right. Uh, and those videos are never going to sound good, and those pictures are never going to look good. They're always going to be blurs. They're always going to be blown out. And, I, and you know, I did it too to some extent. I would take a couple photos. You put it on the internet and it shows that you were there, 
but then put your phone away and just, right. you know, be there. And people don't do that. And I see, and sometimes I'm sitting behind people and I see them the whole time, their phones up and they're taking videos the whole time. And it's super annoying because I know that none of those are going to sound good and they're never going to watch it again. And it's just, you're ruining it for yourself. I completely agree. Yeah. You and I are on the same, same mindset on that one. So let's talk about Instagram. Cause I think we'll talk about concert photos uh, for a little bit more too, but what do you like about the platform and what's really worked well for you? I like that I get to see other people's work. That's what I like the most because I am a fan of photography. I've always been. And so I like that, you know, I can see photo photos from people that I know, photos from artists that I respect and also people that I never heard of. You know, I go on the explore tab a lot and I'll just go through and I'll and I'll look at photos or I'll click on like portraits and I'll look at portrait photographers and it makes me it keeps me on my toes. It keeps me feeling inspired. Um, so I like that a lot. And I like that people who want to see my work, for the most part, can see my work. Um, it's a little bit different now with the changes they made. So now people, just because they're following you, doesn't mean they're going to see your work. Mm-hmm. And that's a little frustrating. Um, I felt like the way that it worked before when it was just chronological and you know, you followed someone and you go to your feed and then it shows up in your feed, like that was working well for everybody. Sure. And uh you know, Instagram's trying to monotonize things, and I understand everybody has to make money, but it kind of tarnished the experience a little bit. And uh, as somebody who, this is what I do for a living, it also hurt me a little bit because now I'm not getting the engagements I got before. And and, and again, I'm not somebody that has you know 100,000 followers on Instagram. And I know people that do, you know, but like I know people in real life that say, you know, I don't, I have to go to your page to see your work now. It doesn't show up, and I'm the same way. If there's someone that I really like. Every once in a while, I have to go to their Instagram to see it because otherwise, I'm not necessarily going to see it. So that's a little frustrating, and I kind of wish sometimes you take something that's great and then you keep tweaking it, and then it becomes not as great. And I kind of feel like Instagram is not as great as it used to be. Um, That being said, I still use it all the time, Uh, you know. And maybe if enough people complain, because I know that I'm not the only person that feels like this. You know, maybe Instagram, the people, you know, that make the decisions will decide to stop doing things that nobody cares about and just bring back some things that we do care about. I completely agree with you. It's it's frustrating when somebody doesn't see your stuff. And just like you said, sometimes I go to people's pages and I'm like, how did I miss all these great pictures? What yeah. what was I doing? And I, and I realized, no, they just didn't show up in my feed. Um, and you have to, to a certain extent, not show everybody everything, right? It would just be overwhelming. But by the same token, there are things you really want to see. And post notifications, not really the best way to do that, right? I don't want my phone going off if someone decides to post something at 3 a.m. Yeah. because it's not a good fit. Uh, so I think that's a real issue, just like you said. What about in terms of strategies? What's worked for you in terms of do you do things like post at certain times or uh, post at certain venues or locations? How do you do it? There's a couple things that I do, and there's a couple things that I should do that I don't do. Um, so one of the things I do is you don't want to post too much, and I'm very aware of that. And there's people that I know in real life that I want to unfollow on the internet because they're super annoying (laughs) and I don't want to be super annoying. Right. And, you know, I wish one of the things Instagram should do is bring the mute feature like Twitter has, because there's definitely people I would love to mute um, because I don't want to see what they're posting and they'll do something. They'll post seven photos in three minutes and that's all you see. And like, I hate that. So I, I totally agree. Do, do you think the gallery feature, do you see that where like somebody posts, yeah. you know, yeah. five? I thought if you post five vacation pictures in a row, you should use that because the gallery feature is perfect yeah. for that. 
that and that gives a person who's on your feed a choice you know like right. you can choose then if i want to see the rest of this or i don't care about this so that that might be a yeah this might be something that actually is a good change they made but that's one of the things that i tried i'm very aware of and even when i travel and like you know i just went to iceland and iceland was incredible and i could have posted photos every 30 seconds and <laughs> I didn't, you know, I was, I try and I'm still posting photos now, you know, every once in a while I'll post one that I didn't post, but I, that's the biggest thing for me is I just try to make sure there's space in between things. You know, I get up like at five in the morning, so I could post immediately, but no one's going to see it at five in the morning, except for people that follow me from, you know, I don't, London or something, you know, they're not going to see it. So I think about those things. I don't have like a real strategy, but I'm like, okay, it's eight o'clock, it's nine o'clock. I could throw a photo up there and I usually let at least two to three hours in between before I post something else. And okay. that's, that's something that I just try. Cause I don't want to be annoying to someone else, yeah, yeah. you know? And, and I don't want to be like, you're on your feet and all you see is 30 photos from the concert. It was just that, like, I don't want to do that. So that's something I definitely am very aware of. And, um, a little, I've been posting a little bit less lately. Um, I don't, not really, I just haven't this winter. Uh, I usually am shooting all the, all the time. And this winter I took a little bit of a step back just because I, you know, I have a full-time job shooting, I have a lot going on. So I've been shooting less shows. And also, you know, to be frank, I'm at a point in my career where like, I don't have to shoot everything. You know, um, sometimes a band comes through and I've, I photographed them six times. Like I could skip it, you know, and I could hang out with my wife. I can stay home. We can go to dinner. I can like watch television, you know, like normal things. That's the dream though. You, you yeah. pick and choose your jobs. You don't have to take everything that comes along. That's part of, you know, I have a full-time job. When I, when I saw you, uh, you know, I work for a company, a marketing company for the, with the transit. So I get up at five in the morning and I drive and I photograph things for this company. And then I come home and I work on that. And I also work on deadbolt photos. So the reason I have the job that I have is because it's flexible, but also because I can say no to things. I don't have to take every photography job that comes along. I don't have to shoot every wedding. I don't have to shoot every show. It's not going to be... You know, there was a point where I had to shoot whatever it was because I needed the money and like money's great, but I have a full time job, too. So, like, we'll be all right. And it's nice to be able to just, you know, kind of pick and choose a little bit what I'm doing. Um, So I've been posting a little bit less the last few weeks instead of I usually post like maybe three or four a day and I would post like two, you know, but then if I shoot something like I shot something last night. So today I might post three pictures or four pictures, but I still try to make sure it's spaced out. So it's not like frustrating to whoever is following me on Instagram. Um, the one thing I don't do, which I, if I change things around, I would probably get a lot more followers is that, uh, when you go to my Instagram feed, you know, I shoot music, I shoot portraits, I shoot weddings. Um, that's all mixed together. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be pictures of my dog and pictures of like random life things and people like it. And when I meet them, you know, the people told me like, I feel like I know who you are. Like, how's your, how's Ralph doing your dog? And they like it. But the people that do very well on Instagram, and I know someone that I'm friends with that wiped his whole thing clean, just started shooting portraits, and then within two months had 20,000 followers. I'm not doing that, you know? Um, I, I do think there's a lot to be said for niching like that. You know, you just pick one thing, whatever it is, and you just focus on that. I do think there's a lot to be said. But by the same token, like, when I saw you, I knew who you were because I've seen your Instagram. I recognized you, you know, and yeah. I knew this guy has a life and he has interests. You know, there have been people that I followed and I have no idea what they look like because they just post pictures of whatever it is they do or yeah. whatever it is they're about. So I do kind of understand both sides of the coin, but I see the attraction to just doing it niche and just focusing on one thing. 
it's a conscious decision I've made. You know, I could separate it and have a wedding Instagram and have a portrait Instagram and have, you know, um, a music Instagram. And I've thought about it, but like, I don't want to do that. And I know that if I did that, I would get, I would get a lot more followers, frankly. You know, I have, um, you know, 4,700 or something like that, which is not a ton, but it's not, and I remember when I had 40. So it's the same time. Like, I'm like, all right, almost 5,000 people. That's cool. But if I did things differently, I could have maybe 20,000 people or 80,000 people. And the people that I know who have those numbers, their Instagram is one thing. And that's the biggest thing that, you know, if this is what you care about and you really care about, I want to be Instagram famous, that's probably the number one thing. And I'm choosing not to do that. I'm making conscious decision to be like, you know what, I just want it to be my life. And my life includes weddings, it includes portraits, it includes my dog, it includes my wife, it includes these things. And I mix it all together. And like you said, you know, if you meet me, you already feel like you know me. But at the same time, I know that if I change it up, it would help me. I'm just not doing that. So it depends on what you want. You know, I mean, Instagram is great and it's it's a great platform. And it's nice when, you know, when I post a photo of Anthony Green and I get 700 likes, like that's a good feeling. But at the end of the day, like it's not paying my bills. It's not real life. And it's not going to make or break the work that I'm doing. That's exactly right. But it does get you out there, right? People know who you are. Yeah. You develop a reputation. People will yeah. hire you or, or reach out to you because they saw something you did that they really liked. I've booked weddings straight up through Instagram. Like someone will book me two years in advance before I even meet them because of Instagram. <laughs> like that's happened to me. Two years. Uh, th- that's very impressive. Yeah. I mean, I have weddings for next year already, but like there's a girl that I'm good friends with now that she literally booked me over two years in advance. We had never met because of Instagram. And then one day I was in the city shooting Jimmy Eat World and she came up to me at the show and she was like, Hey, I'm Courtney. You're shooting my wedding. And I was like, Holy crap. <laughs> and like, and now she's my friend, you know, but like it was, it was two years in advance and it was because a hundred percent because of the work on the internet that I was doing that she could see. So it does, I, you know, I've definitely booked work, but I'm also, you know, like I said, there's people with 90,000 followers and they're getting paid a thousand dollars to post, you know, fit tea or something. Sure, like, sure. I'm not, I'm yeah. not doing that. That's you know, not nobody, your game. No, nobody's paying. I get things all the time about like, hey, we're media, social media influence, influencers and we want you to work with us. And then for the most part, I think it's just like not – it doesn't seem like a yeah. real thing to Spam. me. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, especially with somebody who, like I said, I don't, you know, I don't have a ton of followers. So when I get an email like that, yeah. I'm just like, all right, delete yeah. and I just move on. So there's definitely strategies and there's definitely things you can do and there's – you know, there's – resources out there that tell you this is what you need to do if you want to have this many followers and i they're probably right i've seen it like i said my friend did it he just wiped his whole thing clean started over from scratch and now he's that guy and good for him but he can't he can't post anything else anymore he doesn't post any of his real life he doesn't post anything he just posts portraits and that's it and like when you go to his feed it's beautiful but like it used to be different and now he just you know it's scrubbed clean it's very sterile um, I don't want to do that. To be fair, though, don't you think there are people who would follow him, but now that they see, oh, it's only one type of photo, now they maybe won't. You know what I mean? Like they they want to follow actual humans. Like I think reality TV is really big for a reason, right? People like to see the emotion. Yeah. They they want to see people crying or like sweating or whatever, and that's a real thing. So I, I think to a certain extent, people might not follow because it's not real enough. That's just a thought. I, I definitely I mean, see both sides. Yeah, he might have lost people who, you know, he used to shoot a lot of music and that's how he became friends. So he might have lost people that followed him because he used to shoot music and now he doesn't anymore. But like he had a couple of thousand followers. He started from scratch and now he has, 
you know, I think 20 something thousand within a matter of six weeks. Wow. Like it was very, very fast. Wow. He was just posting the right things. He got put, you know, a bunch of portrait Instagrams with hundreds of thousand followers started reposting him and then it blew up. Wow. And I saw, I saw it happening. Like I saw it in real time and I was like, this is crazy. But again, I don't, it's not worth it to me to be like that strict. Sure. And like he, you know, he posts three photos a day, every single day of portraits. That's it. And that's what he does. And it, and it works for him. Sure. And it probably will work for me too. But I like that, you know, my, it's my life, you know, right. it's really, you know, it's, it's not real. It's still the internet. This is something I always wanted to do. I always want, you know, for as long as I remember, I wanted to shoot and I had other jobs and, uh, I had some, I had a, I was a corrections officer. So oh, I was, wow. a, I had a pretty serious career. And, um, about six years ago, I just quit and said, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. And I started shooting full time and I went, you know, I worked at a studio and I went back to school and I did all these things that started the bones that became deadbolt photos. But it was a conscious decision where I was like, this is what I want to do. I'm really going to go for it. So I understand to some extent that you need the people that are excited to meet you. You need those people that love your work, that follow you, that buy your prints, that hire you for things. Those people are important. You know, if you want to try to have a career in 2017, you know, it's it's hard to like live under a rock and just, you know, shoot one thing and nobody cares about your work and sustain your work. So I get that. And, and I appreciate that anyone dude, I appreciate anyone cares about anything I'm doing, honestly, because, you know, for a long time, I felt like I was just shooting for myself and for people on, on Facebook. And that was it. And, you know, if it's not the best way, if you're doing it for yourself, you're not doing it because you want approval or anybody else to appreciate it in a certain way. Like you're just happy to do it just because you can do it. That's how, you know, I, I'm actually in a couple of weeks, I'm speaking at um, Middlesex County College. They're having me come in and talk to the kids and I'm doing like a five hour lecture and all that stuff. Oh, that's, and that's awesome. one of the, Well, that's one of the things I talk about is that, you know, if you photography is hard, you know, it's very hard to first of all, it's hard to be a good photographer and technology is what it is. And it's in some respects, it's easier to take a photo, but it's not easier to take a good photo. It's still you still have to have a certain skill set that you can't teach. And I understand that. And, you know, if you have that skill set, then you have to like work that for a, for a long time to maybe make a couple bucks. It's a, it's a process. And it's, it's literally taken me years to be at a point now where like I can sustain my life from photography. But again, I have a full-time photography job and I have a full-time business photography on the side. That's how I can sustain my life. But it's taken me years to get here. And people don't always understand that. So if you go into it and you're like, I want to be famous and I want to make money, you're doing it wrong. You know, and I know I know someone like that, too, you know, that used to do music, didn't work out for him. And one day he literally said to me, I've been watching you take pictures for years. I can do this. Started taking pictures and it kind of like bummed me out and it was insulting. And his work is not his work is not good. But he met a couple people that helped him out and he's making a living. But like his ego is crazy and there's no reason for it. I did this for a long time because I loved it and no one cared. So it helped me to figure out what kind of photographer I wanted to be and create a style that is recognizable now, you know, and people hire me for things because they know what the pictures are going to look like. And, you know, I've thought about this too, you know, like I could go another way. I'm very dark. Like my photos are real dark all the time. And, uh, it's not like a conscious thing I did. It's just, how things developed and how my style developed. 
you know, and a lot of wedding photographers are the opposite. They're super bright and they're super airy and there's a place for that and I can do that. But that's not really what I do well, you know? So you just got to work it out on your own. You got to figure it out. But then you have to like hone that style when no one's paying you and do your own thing when you think you're not going to make it. And I was, you know, I was 29 years old when I stopped working in the jail and I was like, I want to be a photographer. Like, that's crazy. Like I was making good money. I had a gun and a badge and I was set. And I was just like, I don't want to do this. Um, and it took like, it was tough. It was really tough. And uh, I lost some relationships. I like was, you know, broke for a long time, you know, where you're like <laughs> cashing your change in to buy gas, you know, and uh, for a long time. And I just stuck with it because it's something I loved. And I, I figured, you know, if you put the time in, you put the work in and you're good at what you do, eventually the money will come. And it just, you know, to me, it's like you can't, you can't work as hard as I was working for as long as I worked and then nothing come of it. And that's what kept me going. And that was it. But it's not a it's not an easy career to get into. It's not an easy business. And everybody's doing it now. You know, everyone's a photographer and quotation marks. You can't see this, but I'm putting quotes up. <laughs> everyone's a photographer. And it's, you know, the market is saturated with photography and it doesn't necessarily mean that there's more good photographers than there used to be. There's just more people taking pictures. So it's, you know, it's a tough business. So what have you done to, to really differentiate yourself? Like, like how do you, what are some of the things that you do that you think add to your unique style that really make either the photos pop or, or make it people say, Oh, that's, that's. Deadbolt. Deadbolt. Uh, I shot landscapes for a long time. Like when I first started, I shot, you know, portraits and landscapes. And I was really like a landscape photographer. So when I started shooting music, I still look at things a lot of times like a landscape. And I do this with wedding photos too. Hmm. You know, uh, my favorite wedding photos I've taken are always these huge shots where the people are very small in them and it's everything around them. And I always say, you know, this is a shot you're going to hang above your couch. And so when I look at things, you know, uh, I look for shots like that and I've been shooting music long enough now where I don't feel panicked like I used to when I first started it's very hard it's very fast sure. and you've, you have a lot of people don't know you have three songs that's it when you're shooting a concert oh I didn't know that yeah sometimes like I've shot I shot Tool and I had one song I shot Madonna and I had two songs wow. like sometimes you some for Garth Brooks was like 30 seconds you well, know they get real sweaty real fast I'm sure it's just you know it's just a weird the three song rule has been around forever and it's strange that it's still around because now you have every kid in the front row of the concert with their cell phones out taking pictures the whole time. Yeah. So it really doesn't make any sense to kick the people out who are going to make you look good right. after three songs. Right. But you know, when I first started shooting music, like it's very fast and you feel like those three songs go by in a blink. And you also have, you know, you're sharing the space with security, you're sharing the space with other photographers, sometimes with amps, with all this stuff. And you have people coming over the barricade, you know, it's, it's chaos where you're shooting a concert. I've been doing it long enough now that I'm not as panicked about it. I don't feel like I have to take a thousand pictures. So I take my time and sometimes I'll frame a shot and I'll just wait and I'll wait 30 seconds for the singer to get in a position I want or for the light to come back that I wanted or whatever I saw. And then I'll take the shot. So I get these shots that are still big and grandiose and like, you know, backlit or whatever I saw that it was. And people are like, how did you do that? I remember when I first started, I shot Disturbed. And there's a shot that I have that I still love. And it's year, it's you know five years old now where he was just in the middle and there was like six streams of fire behind him. Huh. And the other photographer next to me was like, how did you get that? And I was just like, how did you not? 
but you know to me it's like he hit you know he hit a certain point in the bridge and the fire shot up so i knew okay the next bridge comes around that's going to happen again right and i used to play music so i have a feeling for it i feel like i'm comfortable and i know a lot of times what's going to happen i'll just wait for it so i think that kind of is a little bit different for me is that like a lot of my photos i'm very aware of negative space and i'm very aware of you know, sometimes the person or the subject is the smallest part of the photo. Right. But, you know, it's just the way that I frame things. It's, it's uh, about capturing the moment and everything that's yeah. going on that you, you could see if you were there, right? Instead of yeah. just focusing on the, the face or whatever. People have said, they're, you know, like your, your photos make me want to go to a concert. I'm like, well, that's what, <laughs> you know, that's what it should do. Um, the other thing I've been very good at, you know, is that, when I'm when I have a band, you know, like uh, Circus Survive or like Thursday or Taking Back Sunday or these bands that I've worked with on a personal basis, I'm very good at being in the background where they don't even know that I'm there. So I have these moments, you know, with with Anthony Green and his children or with like Adam Lazara and his wife or like these moments that you don't see mm. that they don't know I was even there for. And afterwards, they're like, you know, usually the artist is like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And like they're like, I didn't even know you were there. And I was like, good. Because I want you to drop your walls and I want you to be comfortable and I want to be in the background. Like I don't, you know, I'm not trying to be like on the stage with you where like I'm the focus. I don't even want you to know I'm there so I can get these shots that are real, you know. And that's something that I've always been very good at. And over the course of the last, you know, three, four, five years, I've developed relationships with with bands or with promoters or with venues where they trust me and they're comfortable with me on in their personal space. And that means like. Sometimes I'm on the tour bus. Sometimes I'm in the green room. Sometimes like, you know, I'm in, I'm in the bathroom with you where you're like brushing your teeth before you take the stage. And they know that I'm not going to make you look bad. And they know too that, you know, these pictures are going to be beautiful and that like, I got you, you know, and there was a, there was a guy that I know he's one of these guys, I'm not going to tell you which one, but I was taking a train home with him and he fell asleep on the train. And afterwards he was like, Oh, you didn't even, he's like, you could have took a picture of me sleeping on the train and put it on the internet, but you didn't. And I was like, yeah, you know, like I could have, but you know, like I'm, I'm more concerned with a long-term relationship than a photo, right. you know? So if I don't know you very well, if this is the first time, you know, the first time I worked with Taking Back Sunday, um, the first day I spent like six or seven days with them in a row. The first time I work with somebody, I always, the first day I'm like a little more reserved and I kind of like hang around. I, just, I do my thing, but I, I don't, I'm not going to get on the drum riser with you on the first day. Yeah. But after two or three days of me working with you, when you start to see what I'm doing and you start to see the work, then I'm going to, you know, like when I was with Thursday in December, the second day I went to Tucker and I said, listen, can I come? He's like, you can do whatever you want. You know, and he, after the first night and seeing the photos, like they were like, you go wherever you want, you do whatever you want. But I had to build that. You can't just run in and say, Hey, nice to meet you. I'm going to stand behind you while you're playing drums on this speaker and, uh, you know, be really in your personal space. It's cool. Don't worry about it. So, you know, if, if I gotta, you know, if, if I can choose between like, you know, making a relationship last or getting a photo, I'll, I'll make the relationship last because, you know, even, and there's still shots that I think about that I didn't get that, that haunt me <laughs> that I missed, you know, but if you're that guy who like is really abrasive and forces you away in the situations, then you might only get one and that's it, you know, and then I don't like him. We don't like working with him. We're done. Yeah, and I'd much you, rather have you know develop a relationship. Yeah, they'll use you or work with right. you for the next ten years or twenty years as opposed to just that one time. Yeah, that makes yeah. total sense. I so, think that's important. 
Yeah, I completely agree. So I don't want to take too much of your time. I really appreciate you coming on and answering some questions. Uh, how can people find you, follow you? What's the best way to do that? Um, well, one of the things I did early on is I just try to develop a brand. So, you know, Kiate is my name, but like deadbolt photos everywhere uh, across the board, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Tumblr. I, I don't know, like things I don't even know about. I probably have deadbolt <laughs> photos on, you know, like I don't even know, but it's, you know, deadbolt photos for everything. And that's really it, you know, and like I said, I'm posting work on multiple platforms, which is something you definitely have to do today to try to sustain things. And it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of work, you know, I have a website, I have 35 other things that you're trying to run at the same time. But, um, I think that, you know, going back to something you asked me earlier, I think that definitely creating a brand and then keeping that across the board is important. So I, you know, I have a personal, I have a personal face, but everything else is under deadbolt photos. So if you want to see some work, um, that's where it is. You know, like Instagram is the thing I definitely upload, update the most, but I still try to keep things everywhere. Um, yeah, so that's it. I pretty much shoot everything from portraits to weddings to music. Sometimes, you, you know, I've done stuff for real estate agents, you know, pretty much anything I've photographed at this point. Um, so if you need something photographed, I could probably do it. You know, what's funny is, uh, as, as much as I've found you on Instagram and follow your stuff, looking at your website gives a whole different perspective, you know, because looking at something on a five inch screen or a six inch screen and then seeing the photo, you know, on my 27 inch monitor is like, wow, you know, I didn't realize it looked like that. You know, it's a very, very different, uh, experience. So although the Instagram side of things is great, taking the time to go to your website is well worth it. Also, I definitely am not great with keeping my, uh, my website updated. It just is very time consuming. I've tried to get better with it. Um, but Part of the issue that I have is I shoot so much content. Like I literally take pictures seven days a week, almost every single day all year I'm shooting something. So to try to keep that fresh and keep new work up there all the time is just daunting. So the website is where you can see a huge picture of Justin Timberlake or whatever. And, like it, you know, and it is it looks, you know, even on my monitor, my 27 inch monitor, too, like it looks great on there. But if you want to see like new stuff and like, you know, where I update the most is definitely Instagram. But I am trying to get better at keeping the website updated also. Um, I have a blog on there that I probably haven't done anything to for six months at least where I was posting new photos. But then it just it's just a lot. So I'm trying to get back to that. But, yeah, there's definitely a lot of work on there. And I try to also post things that maybe you haven't seen on other platforms, you know, so it's not the same photo across the board. I don't I don't do that where, you know, I know people that post something on Twitter, goes to their Facebook, goes to their Instagram, and it's the same thing. Right. I don't do that at all. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, uh, it's just a lot, you know, and that's, that's what you have to do in today's day. It's, it's not, it's not like before where there wasn't, there was no websites, you know, when you carried a book around and you went to new magazines or whatever, that's almost impossible to do now. So it's just, uh, if you want to make it and you want to really like make your mark and hope that you can make enough money to pay your bills, then you have to do, you have to be really good at a lot of things. And it's just something I learned over the years and I know what I'm better at. I know things that I'm not good at. And my wife's starting to help me with some of the stuff that I'm not great at. Um, so I don't have to do everything myself a hundred percent, you know, so I'm starting to try to delegate a little bit of things like scheduling and maybe answering emails from clients and things that, you know, especially for weddings, brides get real crazy sometimes <laughs> and it's like a lot. So, you know, sometimes now I'll write something and I'll run it by her first before I'll send it out. Or I'll just kick it over to her and be like, hey, listen, like put this on the calendar. So I'm trying to delegate a little bit to her. But the long story short is, is that uh, to really try to make it, you got to do a lot of different things. Awesome. And, and uh, just grind it out for a long time. And maybe one day someone will care.
there's something I read one time and it said, um, success is not owned. It's rented and rent is due every day. And I believe that a hundred percent. Like if you want to be successful, you got to put the work in every single day. <laughs> it's been a great, great example to watch you, you know, make progress and, and come up. Thank you so much for being on, man. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. Hopefully it was helpful to you. If you want my free Instagram growth hacking guide, or you're interested in having me speak at your next event, or anything else, contact me at danielhillmedia.com. Thank you so much for listening.